are listening to the Luther Memorial Church Podcast. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia! Welcome to worship this morning. We want to extend a special happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there. We're thankful that you're worshiping with us this morning, and we wish you a very happy day. A few quick announcements before we get started this morning with worship. One of those announcements is You may have noticed, but we are back in the sanctuary. We are going to continue to record our pieces of worship separately, but we know that this sanctuary is an important place for all of you, so we wanted to bring you back into the sanctuary. And again, our worship service will continue to look different a little bit over the next few weeks, and we thank you for your feedback and for your prayers and support as we continue to develop and change our worship service. One shout out I wanted to give this morning is to my wife, Rose. It is her birthday today, so happy birthday, Rose. We also wanted to announce a big thank you for your prayers and support. We encourage you to keep praying for this church, for our community, keep praying for one another, and please keep praying for the healing of this world. Prayer is powerful, and God is truly present. So we thank you for praying, and we encourage you to keep praying in the days ahead. Today, I also wanted to mention that Judy Larson's son, Jeff, has been battling a tough fight with cancer, and he passed away this week. So we will keep Judy and Jeff and their entire family in our prayers this morning. And before we get into worship, we have a very special announcement, an update from our very own Grant Baker. So I'll turn it over to Grant. Good morning, everybody. My name is Grant Baker. I am a senior here at South St. Paul Secondary and a member of Luther Memorial Church. I am here today to tell you that I am officially a camp counselor at Camp Onomia, which is the summer camp that our youth goes to every single summer. Camp Onomia currently is with going meetings about what programming is going to look like this upcoming summer during this whole pandemic, and a final decision will be reached within the next week or so. That being said, all of the counselors are going to be on site this summer, finding the best way to give children a camp-like experience and what's going to be the safest way for that to happen. I am very excited to represent our congregation at Camp Onomia this summer. I miss you all very much, and I'm looking forward to being able to see you again. Until that time, I hope you all have an amazing day. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia!
continue with our confession and forgiveness. We worship this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us come into the light, the revealing and healing light of God. God of grace and glory, you have brought us through the night of sin into the light of Jesus's resurrection Yet our lives are still shadowed by sin. Make us alive in Christ, O God. Make us new as you make all things new. Rescue us from evil and the gloom of sin. Renew us in grace and restore us to living in your holiness. Through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. Amen. Rejoice with all creation around God's throne. The light of the risen Christ puts to flight all evil deeds, washes away sin, restores innocence to the fallen, casts out hate, brings peace, and humbles earthly pride. Jesus Christ has freed you from your sins by his death and resurrection. By the authority of Christ, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all, and also with you. Let us pray together the prayer of the day. O God, you gave your only Son to suffer death on the cross for our redemption. And by his glorious resurrection, you delivered us from the power of death. Make us die every day to sin, that we may live with him forever in the joy of the resurrection. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from Psalm 31, to the leader, a psalm of David. In you, O Lord, I seek refuge. Do not let me ever be put to shame. In your righteousness, 
deliver me. Incline your ear to me and rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. You are indeed my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Take me out of the net that is hidden for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies and persecutors. Let your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from 1 Peter, the second chapter. Like newborn infants, long for the pure, spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation. If needed, you have tasted that the Lord is good. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious, but for those who do not believe, The stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner, and a stone that makes them stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is the word of the Lord. Our gospel reading for this morning comes from John, the 14th chapter. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And I will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? 
Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for speaking to us, speaking life and grace into our lives again. We pray on this day that you would calm our hearts and our minds, that you would calm our fears and our anxieties, that you would make us more aware of your presence, your presence with us this day and always. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Life is a journey, not a destination. I'm guessing that at some point in your life, you've heard this saying, life is a journey, not a destination. I was curious of where this came from, so I did some searching as I was preparing for this sermon today. And while some people say that it was Rolf Waldo Emerson, there is no clear certainty of where this saying originated from but it's one that is used quite regularly in our world. And I have a theory, and my theory is that whoever came up with this inspirational quote about enjoying life no matter what, certainly never chaperoned a youth mission trip. Now my theory about this is because when I was growing up, my youth group in high school always took a summer mission trip to Seattle where we volunteered and we had fun. And these were so much fun. These trips were a big part of my faith life growing up. But now that I'm one of the chaperones on these trips, it is certainly a lot different for the chaperone than it is for the youth participant. Take our most recent mission trip at Luther Memorial Church, for instance. Last summer, we took 11 youth and two adults down to St. Louis, Missouri, to volunteer for a week. Now, we all piled into the van, and we had the U-Haul with all of our sleeping bags and backpacks trailing behind us. We started out that morning with a 10-hour trip ahead of us. As we were going down the road and we stopped at a gas station and had snacks, I found myself feeling nostalgic about my trips to Seattle. As we cruised down the road, I found myself thinking, 
You know, life really is more about the journey than it is the destination. Now, that feeling, I must say, was a little short-lived because I won't blame anyone, but our only other adult chaperone, Linda Hansen, passed out many squirt guns and sticky slap hands about halfway through our trip. Now, I will give her credit. She made a rule that there's no attacking the driver but as we drove down the road and chaos broke out behind me with a squirt gun fight, my tune changed. I thought maybe life really is more about the destination. How far are we from St. Louis again? Now we made it to St. Louis safely and we had a wonderful week volunteering and serving with different nonprofits in St. Louis. And as we got back into the van at the end of the week and we started our 10-hour journey home here to South St. Paul, I looked in my rearview mirror and all of the tired youth were asleep. I had that same feeling of nostalgia come up again. And I thought, you know, life really is about the journey. And again, that only lasted a little while. It lasted until about lunch when we stopped. We all got out, we got gas and got snacks and lunch. And as we piled back into the van, the check engine light turned on in the van. I spent the next few hours, the final leg of that journey, anxiously watching all of the gauges to make sure everything was okay. And at every stop, checking the oil and all of our liquids, but praying and praying that God would get us home safely. So for the second time on that journey, I thought, life really is about the destination. Dear God, please get us home to South St. Paul. Now, thankfully, we did make it home safe, and it turned out just to be a loose gas cap uh, for the check engine light. But we've all been there, right? We've all been in that place where we are struggling through the journey of life, where we are stressed out and anxious, and we are just ready to get to the destination. What journey in your life has been particularly difficult? Think back over your lifetime. When have you just been ready for this chapter to be done and to move on to your next destination? Maybe it was a broken relationship with your family or your friends. Maybe you've gone through some health or mental health struggles in your lifetime. Maybe you've had to face some really tough decisions. Or many of us have lost loved ones along the way. I would even go on to say that many of us, if not all of us, are in that place right now. As the discomfort and the distancing of this pandemic goes on and on, many of us are ready for this chapter to be done and move on to the next destination. 
There are times when all of us get tired from the journey and we just want to get to our destination. Many times we just want direction on how do we move on and where do we go next. In our gospel reading for today, Jesus' journey on this earth is coming to an end. So Jesus gathers with his disciples and he begins to discuss his final destination, what lies ahead. After Jesus describes to his disciples his betrayal and his denial, his crucifixion, burial, death, and resurrection, Jesus tells his followers to not be afraid. Jesus says, do not be afraid because I will ascend and dwell with God forever. That is Jesus' final destination, is dwelling in the presence of God forever. Now the good news in this is that Jesus says there is a place for all of them in God's presence. That's one of the reasons why this text is often heard at funerals and memorials, because this is a promise. This is a promise for you and for me and for all people that there is a place for you in God's presence. And not only does Jesus go and prepare that place, but Jesus' promise to you is that he will come to you and bring you to that place, into the presence of God. Now, hearing this, Thomas, one of Jesus' disciples, who is probably exhausted from their journey and who certainly is not looking forward to what Jesus has ahead, says to Jesus, that's amazing, there is a place Jesus, we don't know how to get to that place. So if you just show us, if you just point on the map where we need to go, we will go to our destination and be in God's presence. Jesus tells Thomas and all of his disciples gathered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way to dwelling in God's presence. Philip, hearing this, is also excited. He says, that's amazing, Jesus. Since you are the way to God, show us God. Point on the map to where God is, and we will finally get to our destination. Jesus' response to Philip is, if you know me. And when Jesus says this, he's inferring, you do. If you know me and you do, because we have traveled together, we have shared meals together, we have prayed together. So if you know me and you do, then you know God and God will dwell with you. The disciples are worn out from their journey and they just want to get to their destination where they know and dwell with God forever. 
we are often worn out from our journey. We just want to get to our destination of living in God's presence forever. The good news is that that has been God's plan since the beginning of creation. God wants to live and dwell with you forever. You see, when God created the entire world and all human beings, he did it with relationship in mind. God created everything so that it would function and live in the presence of God. But the world did not know God. So God, intent on accomplishing God's mission, became flesh and Jesus lived on earth with us so that all the world could see who God is. Jesus is the way to God because Jesus is God. So if you know Jesus, which you do, because the word of God has been spoken into your life, Jesus has shared his body and blood with you because Jesus lives with you and prays with you in this body of Christ. So if you know Jesus and you do, then you know God and God dwells with you forever. Life is about the destination. Our lives are about living in the presence of God. But life is also about the journey. Jesus has ascended into heaven, and Jesus is preparing a place for you and will take you to that place. But your journey here is not over. Your journey of living a life in the presence of God has not come to an end. And you have an important journey ahead of you. You see, you have been tasked by Jesus as one of Jesus' followers to make God's presence known to the entire world. You have been claimed by God you are free and forgiven. God's life-giving spirit lives in you. All so that you can share God's love with the world. As your journey continues, as a parent, as a grandparent, as a son or a daughter, a sibling or a friend, as your journey continues as a neighbor, your final destination, God's presence, lives with you. Always, thanks be to God. Amen.
continue by confessing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. 
He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the church, for the world, and for all those who are in need. Build us up, mothering God, as living stones united in your spiritual house. Continually strengthen your church as it is sent forth to proclaim your love. We pray especially for new congregations and those in redevelopment. Humble us, Creator God, as part of your creation. Fill us with respect and awe for the world you have made, including volcanoes, ocean currents, tropical rainstorms, glaciers, and other forces that both destroy and create. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Align our ways to your love, O God. We pray for countries, leaders, and other organizations as they prepare places for those seeking refuge and safety. God of healing and rest, help those whose hearts are heavy and weighed down by the many troubles. Comfort their suffering, ease their distress, and carry their burdens. We pray on this day especially for baby Lucy, for Liz, for Judy and all of the family and friends of Jeff, for Bridget and Samantha, for Rochelle, Lori, and Jeanette, and all those who are in our hearts and minds this day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Nurturing God, we pray for those who tend and teach young children for the safe pregnancies of expecting parents, and for families who struggle with infertility and miscarriage. We give thanks for all who have shown mothering care, and we remember all for whom this day is difficult. Generous God, you call into your brilliant light all who have died. Give us faith to take hold of the promise of your eternal life, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. With bold confidence in your love, almighty God, we place all for whom we pray into your eternal care, through Christ our Lord, amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. I invite you to take a moment to share a sign of peace with one another. At this time, we continue to thank you for your support through prayers and through your donations and your tithing, and we ask you to continue to support this ministry as we continue to spread God's love in the world. I 
Let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, ruler of heaven and earth. Day by day you shower us with blessings as you raised us to new life in Christ. Give us glad and generous hearts, ready to praise you and to respond to those in need. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Although we are not partaking in communion at this time, we do trust in the words of Christ. We trust in the power of those words to forgive us and to unite us. Trusting in those words, we remember that in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this 
for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us pray together the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in eternal life. Amen. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O God, that you make your home with us, bringing heaven to earth in the holy meal of your body and blood. Fill all of us with your Holy Spirit as we go from here, that we may wipe away tears, tend to those in mourning and pain, seek the healing of the nations, and share with the earth the good news of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Receive the blessing. The blessing of the Lord God Almighty the blessing of Christ, the Lamb who was slain, and the blessing of the Holy Spirit of truth be among you and remain with you always. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
Alleluia. Go in peace. Share the good news that Christ is risen. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Thank you for listening. If you would like to make an offering, you can visit our website, luther-memorial.com slash online giving. God's peace be with you all.